the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever witnessed God's ability to elevate you above a problem you created, but only He can resolve? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to explain how God can redeem and save us even from ourselves. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Beloved, when the devil enters anyone, absolutely nothing is too atrocious or wicked for him or her to do. That's right. I mean, when, when the devil enters a person, the scriptures, he said, how do you know the devil entered him? Because of what the scripture says in Luke 22, 3a, then Satan entered Judas, one of the 12. Now you might ask the question, can Satan possess a Christian? Is that a legitimate question? And the answer is no. You say, how do you say No. He can't possess a Christian because we have the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit living within us. You say, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We have the life of God living in our soul. Uh, God is in us. So we can't be possessed by the devil, but we can be influenced by him. He can't influence our thinking. He can't talk to you and put an idea in your head, a satanic idea, and you embrace that and you put that idea about your husband. He must, he coming late. He must be into something. Where is he coming from? That's, and your husband just, he just stopped by to get some, some chicken for you, you know? <laughs> just put the idea, embrace that, and you all been out of shape. You say, where did that idea came from? It came from Satan. Oh, he can influence you. He can harass you. And that's why you need to be full of the Spirit, under the control of the Spirit, so that you don't give room for the workings of Satan in your life. Number two, how could Judas commit such a diabolical act? It was because of the love of money that Judas could commit such a diabolical act. Matthew 26, 15 through 16 says, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. It was because of Judas's love for money that he betrayed the Savior. You're in a dangerous place when you lust after money and when you love money. That's right. You're in a dangerous place when you can never get enough of money. You're not content until you have a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more. The love of money 
caused the down spiral of Judas to the point that he betrayed the Savior. Beloved, it's a dangerous thing to fall in love with money. Judas always hung around the money. Judas always had his eyes on the money. Watch those folk that are always talking about the money. They just look at the money. They don't talk about the Bible. They don't talk about the deity of Jesus. They don't talk about the birth of Jesus. They don't talk about the resurrection of Jesus. How's the money going? Watch them. Watch, 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 watch. Money. Just money. 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 Talk about the money. Judas had his hands on the money, and Judas kept the money. The Bible records that he was the treasurer for the disciples. God, watch who you put in charge of the money. <laughs> you know, we have ministry fair, and we put tables out there, and you've never seen a sign on the table saying finance ministry. <laughs> You'll never, if you say, I want to be a part of the, I want to be a part of I want to be a part of the finance ministry. You've just run, you've just, everybody runs away. You want to be on the finance ministry. You are checked out here. You are vetted here. By the way, we don't put broke folk on the finance ministry. want to increase your temptation. We want folk who are secure, full of integrity, not perfect, but love the Lord. They found a penny on the floor. They'll take it and turn it in. Those are the kind of people. We don't want somebody to just join the church yesterday to be on the finance committee. He's in the 12, and he's over the money, and he was a thief. You say, how how do you know he was a thief? You're talking about this man too hard, Pastor. Look at the gospel of the Bible talk. It's in the Bible. John, the gospel of John 12, verse 6 says, This he said, not that he cared for the poor. He's always saying he wanted to give something for the poor. But that wasn't his motive. But because, look what the scripture said. He was a thief. He was a thief and had the money box being a thief. And look, and he used to take what was put in it. You want to tap the church. Just let the money get funny. <laughs> and sometimes it, 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 it could be healthy, it could be good. All somebody got to do is put a rumor out there. You know, people will believe a lie before they believe the truth. And half the congregation gone, and you, you, you're looking around wondering what happened, and the lie, and you know, the lie get out there before truth can even put on its boots. You know, he said, oh, he was a thief. But there's some thieves in the house today. When you love money, you'll steal from God and not tithe. 
you a thief. <laughs> you got quiet a guy did. Oh, you squirming now. <laughs> Under that mask. I see you talking. I can't wait till these mad, the mask time is over so I can see your lips. You know, see, you can mumble under those masks and I can't see nothing. I can't wait. To, I can't wait that we'll release from. Tell me y'all got on. You know. <laughs> undercover. <laughs> I'm having such a good time. Can't you tell I've been called a preacher and I love it. <laughs> when you love the money, you will cheat on God. You'll take his money for yourself. You'll cheat on your taxes. It's tax time, by the way. You will steal. You will deceive. You will lie. You will gamble. When you love money, you will lose your character. You will lose your reputation. You will even lose your family. Because of the love of money, Judas sold his soul and lost his opportunity to receive Christ and the gift of salvation because of the love of money. First Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money. Is that craving money? Craving money? You know, I, I've been pastoring... For almost 40 years. And I've never charged anybody for anything. What anybody happened to give me, they give out of sheer love. It's not because I've asked. They say, what do you charge? I say, I don't charge anything. He said, what I give? I said, that's between you and God. I don't have anything to do with that. If they give to me, fine. If they don't give to me, that's fine. I'm going to still do the funeral. I was still do the way. Matter of fact, I teach young preachers always do a service for God, not looking for nothing. You'll never be disappointed. <laughs> never be disappointed. Don't, don't, don't look. Do it to the glory of Almighty God. Almighty God. I do this because I love God. My wife and I, when we, start, when we started this church years ago, we, we were broke. We had two kids. And man, that, my, my, that son of mine, you see how big he is, six foot four? I mean, that, that little rascal could eat out of house and home. He enough of him, Andrea, me, and my wife. He didn't accidentally get that tall. <laughs> the, the budget couldn't sustain us. We had to work. We were bivocational. We had to work jobs. My wife worked. I wish I could have the time to tell you the jobs she worked. And the jobs I worked and still superintended our kids' education and pastored the church and did the work of the ministry and lunched the ministry and developed ministry. Day shift work for the means of supporting our needs. Night the ministry. Sometimes people see where you are. Ooh, look at all this. I wonder what he get. But nobody say, I wonder what he's getting when you got five members. Where were you back in 1988 when we were in a one-room YMCA? Where were you? I'll tell you where you were. You were on Lailway getting ready to come to Maranatha. (laughs) And now you are in your season. You have arrived, and God is counting on you. Have you rised up to do the work? 
craving money. So for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Mark 8, 36 through 37 also says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Judas lost his soul. I don't want to lose my soul over money. God, here it is. Whatever you want, here it is. You want more? Here it is. I can't take one penny with me in here. Sadly, Judas exchanged his soul for 30 measly pieces of silver. Number three, Judas could do such a wicked thing because he did not examine himself to purge the sin and corruption out of his life. Judas could do such a wicked thing because he did not examine himself to purge the sin and wickedness out of his life. Psalms 139, 23 through 24 says, search me. And that's what we need to do. That keeps us from doing diabolical, fiendish things. We need to search ourselves. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me. Judah should have done some soul searching and lead me in the way everlasting. You see, Sometimes you always talk, people are always talking about other folk and what they've done. And the real issue is, when is the last time you've done some serious soul searching of your own soul? It's not my mother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You are self-deceived when you can live under the delusion that you are saved, but you haven't experienced spiritual transformation, which has eternal devastating consequences. 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine yourself. Not only just search yourself, but examine yourself. Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourself. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. Is your faith genuine or is it a facade? Number four, Judas could commit such a vicious act because he was self-centered, which means he was full of himself. And the first thing we have to do, if we're going to do business with God, is crucify self. John 3.30 says he must increase, but I must decrease. The inability of Judas to decrease himself caused him to put himself ahead of people. It was all about Judas. To put himself against uh, over the other 11 disciples and even more put himself above Christ. He saw many people embrace Jesus as Lord, but he himself never surrendered to his lordship, which resulted in his life ending in spiritual disaster. Beloved, this is a tremendous example example of the danger of self-centeredness. Judas said in Matthew 26, 15a, what are you willing to give me? It's about me. Give me. What? You, what, what What's in it for me? I'll join that church if I can get what I want. 
I get close to her. I get close to him so I can get a perk. What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? Two more and we are done. Judas could do such a heinous act because he never applied the truth of God's word to his own life after being taught for three years by the greatest teacher in all of human history. Now, that's a staggering thought. Judas could do such a heinous act because he never applied the truth of God's word to his own life after being taught for three years by the greatest teacher in all of human history. James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Where was Judas? Spiritual transformation. What was his, where was his transformation? What did Judas do with all of Christ's teachings that he heard? How could he not apply the truth of our Lord's word to his heart so that he could be saved and grow and be better? Why was his life not any better? Now, these questions can be asked of many in the church today. Some believers in the church hear sermon after sermon, but there is no spiritual maturity. Still fight, still cuss, still play around, still get drunk, still look at pornography, still going places you shouldn't be going, ill motives. But you're in the church. Their attitude doesn't reflect their personal encounter with Christ. People don't change, even though they have membership, because of pride. They don't grow because of self-promotion. They don't go to the next level in Christ because they have no commitment to serving in ministry. Is that you? Are you any better? Is your church attendance any better? Is the giving of your service any better? Is the giving of your finances any better? Are you more holier now than you were five years ago? Where are you as it relates to your relationship with Christ? With, with, with all this going on around us, it's a travesty. When you can come to church Sunday after Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, wear nice suits or dressy casual or tennis or whatever you got on, that's okay. But, but where is the transformation? Where is the spiritual growth? Where is the good attendance? Where is the punctuality for even being at church? When the last time you came to Sunday school and who is your Sunday school teacher? When is the last time you've been to Bible study? When the last time you've been to prayer meeting and you miss it and don't even care? Sometimes you're even in the church house, you're all over the place and don't even come. You say you're in Christ. Well, where is the change? Oh, it got quiet. Last but not the least. Judas could, submit, Judas could commit such a diabolical act because he was lost and never had a genuine relationship with Christ. One of the twelve. One whom God had chosen. 
Judas could commit such a diabolical act because he was lost and never had a genuine relationship with Christ. Matthew 26, 24 says, the son of man goes as it's written of him, but woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been, look at this, it would have been better for that man. He don't even, he don't even say, he don't even say Judas there. <laughs> that man, if he had not been What chilling statement. God, I don't, I don't ever want God to say that to me. You know, if a person dies and go to hell, it would have been better if they hadn't been born. You, beloved, is this you? Some say the name of Jesus, but they do not possess the person of Jesus. They come to church, but they are not in the church. They serve in ministry without a personal relationship with Christ. And some people in the church are religious without a personal relationship with Christ. Many attendees have church membership, but do not have the life of God living in their soul. In the name of Jesus, 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 don't be a Judas. But be real. Don't be a Judas, but rather be authentic. Don't be a Judas, but rather be genuine. So much so that people are drawn to the Savior because they see Christ in you, the hope of glory. Beloved, it is so critical that you know that you are saved without a doubt and not just having some religious experience, not just here having some emotional experience or some kind of traditional experience. I close with this statement. Examine yourself to make sure that you are in the faith. Examine yourself. Search yourself. To thine own self be true. And know that you are saved without a doubt. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this sobering, staggering first message. Father, if I didn't preach another message on Judas, this really is enough to make the point. Oh, God, there are people looking virtually. There are folk who are here in person who needs a spiritual awakening, who needs spiritual transformation. Father, they need a spiritual jolt. And I pray that this message would wake them up to the reality of a need of a Savior. Thank you for this message and laying it on my heart. I love you so much. Father, you expect more out of Maranatha today than they are delivering. You are expecting us to rise, shine, and give God the glory because time is short, the days are evil, 
and the devil is busy. We need to be real about our salvation experience. Infuse passion to slowful saints. I pray this church, long after I have gone to be with you, have a lasting spiritual legacy that will last till you rapture the church from earth to heaven. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said. You say, why do you preach like that? Because I love you that much. I look at all the colors in here, the races, the ethnicities, the couples, the singles, the young, the widows, the widowers, the children. Y'all, it's getting late. It's getting late. And our time is almost up. If God could reveal to you the number of days you have left here on earth, you would run to that counselor and say, I want Jesus now. I accept him as my personal savior. I'm tired of myself. I cry out for his mercy, his salvation. I believe in his death, burial, resurrection. And I come to Jesus now. Others of you are saved, you know Jesus, but you're not actively a part of a local assembly. You're kind of on the fringes, you know. You know, you do just enough, and you stay on the fringes. You're not committed to anything. Folk can't count on you for anything because you're not even a part. You're reaping the benefits, but, but you're not using your giftedness and your spiritual blessings that God has dowed you with to be a blessing to the people. You are blessed to be a blessing. It's not just about your life. Get out of your little small world and reach people who are depressed and hurting and fearful. Folk are suicidal. Folk are barely hanging on. Folk whose life is on the edge. And you prince out here with your little cute self or your little handsome self in your own world saying, what am I going to eat? And you don't apply anything. God wants a spiritual awakening in you. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Jesus that there is not a Judas in the house. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.